You're listening to Chisholm and the Kid, a Kelowna Now podcast discussing our region's growing business sector and the movers and shakers behind it. We are here with Darcy Nyros. Darcy, how are you today? I'm doing awesome, other than the, uh, the weather. It is raining today. It's yes. been a, it's been a very rainy uh, winter. I was hearing that you know here in March that it was going to start getting nice out, and I haven't seen any real sign of it, other than a little bit of an oasis yesterday in the afternoon. It's uh, it's a little depressing out there right now. Yeah, I'm not a fan of winter. I don't ski or snowboard, so I have like no use for winter. No, <laughs> absolutely I was over not. It in January. You're over it in January. Yeah, 100%. Well, the good news is it's not depressing in here though. Did you see that? That was it. Did you see that? We got Darcy here. He's going to give us some knowledge on real estate. He is. You need that. Why do you need that? Desperately. Well, I'm trying to buy the house I'm renting. Right. I have no idea what I'm doing. Okay. Well, that's, uh, you know, he can probably help with that. I think so. I think he can let all of Kelowna. Sage-like advice. That's what I. That's what I'm expecting. I don't know if that's uh, absolutely. <laughs> there we go. That's we have good. a couple hours. <laughs> we have. We, we've got some time. We've got some time. But uh, sage-like advice is what we're looking for. Darcy, um, real estate in Kelowna. I mean, at the end of the day, if, if you're talking about what makes Kelowna up and make, makes it what it is, uh, real estate usually is one of the things that that comes forward in that conversation. What a market we have here. You know, it's uh, it's amazing because it's just every day we turn around and another sale uh, and multiple offers. Uh, it just keeps amazing all of us. It's just been crazy. Are you seeing this instance? I remember back in, uh, you know, 08, 09, um, right at the, at the last kind of peak that we had here. And you would hear these stories of people selling their houses and, 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 and there would be bidding wars. So you start at a certain amount and you end up selling higher than what the actual original asking price was. Is that happening these days right now? Is that happening right now? Well, um, I'm going to back up a bit. I moved here in 08. Oh, there we go. Yeah, so that was great. Yeah. I was a buyer. Oh, my word. Uh, yeah, but uh, now, you know what? We're seeing homes on the market one, two, three days with multiple offers over over list price. Wow. Yeah, and uh, the hard part is, though, uh, people get caught up in the excitement. Yes. And they're not necessarily uh, necessarily qualified. So there are some issues there, which uh, we can get into where people think they bought a home, but they actually aren't qualified for the price they actually put in. Okay. So they're not coming in with pre-approvals or anything like that. They're just coming in with, a, with, with excitement. They know they want this house. They fall in love with this house, but the price point becomes an issue. Well, pre-approval, that's very, that's vague. Very okay. vague. Uh, a lot of people, when they either talk to uh, a mortgage specialist or a bank, they ask, three or four questions, they seem that's good. But what happens is they don't realize that they have to account for everything. School loans, car loan, uh, little things like that that Taxes. actually get in the way. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, and uh, when they are approved, that is their limit. But when you get excited and you start bidding, you think that there is room for movement. I think that's a way in these, this day and age. We live in a bit of a we, we live in a consumeristic society, and, and I mean, there are so many times where I will go out. I mean, Colin, you might you might be able to, you just bought a vehicle too, and mm-hmm. you go out there and you think, okay, here's my limit, and then you see stuff that's just a little bit past your limit, and you try and find a, made a w- way to make it work with, uh, with, with vehicles or clothing or things like that, you know, you put extra on credit cards, things like that. A house, you really can't do that with, can you? Well, especially with the mortgage stress test we have out there, they are trying to uh, remove the potential um, foreclosures coming. Yes. Uh, so what happens is and if you can get approved for X, yes, they are bringing you so that that amount you can get approved for is it's going to be hard for you to actually get into trouble is what we're looking for. Sure. 
So, but, you know, I mean, people look towards parents and families and friends and other ways to think that they can get some more cash, which isn't always the case. The other thing is you just mentioned you bought a car. Mm -hmm. Well, we've had people that have gotten pre-approved, gone out and leased a brand new car for seven, eight hundred dollars a month. Uh -huh. And then four or five months later, they go and buy a house and they go to get the final approval and they're not approved and they're shocked. Uh -huh. So they get a new vehicle because they're really excited about putting it in the garage of their new house. But unfortunately, it messes them over a little bit. Yeah, I, uh, I, I could see that happening. And, and it's funny because we talk about this here, the stress test. And do you think, in your opinion, like, were, were you in the real estate business before you came to Kelowna? I've been in since 1996. 96. So yeah. you've seen a lot of stuff. You can't see my am young. Yeah, no, I, that, that was that was shocking. <laughs> yeah, he was the only real estate agent in Canada in high school, ladies and gentlemen. That's, right. that's where that's, that's right. what Darcy was. <laughs> wow. So yeah. okay, so you've been, you've seen a lot of changes then. Yeah, I worked in Vancouver. I actually worked uh, mainly, well, exclusively in uh, new developments. Oh, okay. So I was VP of Sales for Polygon and Salterra. Okay. So we saw a lot of changes. We saw a lot of ups and downs. Uh, mm -hmm. We've been through these cycles before. We've seen, uh, we've seen everything. We've seen where the mortgage rules change. We've seen where, uh, you know, down payments. We've seen people come in with cash, which you can't do now because of FinTrack rules. Yes. We've seen, yeah, we've we've seen a lot. FinTrack like money laundering, That's that correct. sort of a stuff. Yeah, to, yeah, very. They're tightening up on a lot of this stuff. Oh, because they needed to. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is that because of the issue in the United States with their housing market bubble crash and all that? You know, it's funny. When we were selling in, let's say, 97, 98, uh, we'd have some people buy and they would give us cash. So when you buy a new home, especially, you have a, back then it was a three-day right of rescission. But under the Real Estate Act, you had to put the money into trust right away. So you'd put the money into trust. They would come back on their three days back then. Now it's seven days and cancel. So what we would have to do then is cancel and give them their money back by way of check. Right. Well, we quickly learned. We said, well, there's a bank across the street. Get us a check. Go we get us a cashier We never check. see them again. Yeah. So, you know, there's always been speculators, you name it, from day one. So just like we're seeing now. Well, and let's talk about speculators for a second here because um, that's been in the news lately a lot. It's that speculators tax is what they're called, what yeah. the, the slang of it is, yeah. right? And can Correct. you explain that a little bit? Because a lot of people hear about this tax, but they don't really know exactly what's going on. And again, you came from Vancouver. So your experience in the real estate business is Vancouver and Kelowna? Correct. Yeah. My word. That is a that is oh, that's yeah. very different than if you were in, say, North Battleford, Saskatchewan oh, or yeah, something, right. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you've seen uh, you've seen some interesting things. We're in a very unique market in this country, uh, both Vancouver and Kelowna in that regard, right? Oh, because we draw from so many parts of the world right. for buyers. Right. Um, yeah, so speculation tax. It's unfortunate that it's named that because uh, it also um, is, everyone has to pay it. Actually, yes. even uh, BC residents have to pay it. There's actually a tax break. So what's happening is they're actually now going to rewrite this tax and they're trying to do some changes to it. I think it was brought out like anything from the government a little too quick. Prematurely. Yes, yes. yes. And um, what they're saying is in the next two years, it's going to be 2% of the value of the home. Well, we've got people that have bought homes 10, 12 years ago that, you know, may live in Calgary and we think our weather's bad. <laughs> well, yes. you know, two months of the year, they get summer. So they come here not for speculation, but for enjoyment. Yeah. And we look at it 
they're not speculating. They're actually coming and spending money here. They're getting spending money to get here. They're getting, For many of them, it's a pre-retirement house. They're doing all their work in Alberta, but they know that they're eventually going to come and settle down here in this valley too. There's a lot of that out there, right? Yeah, yeah. or there's a lot of people that are, um, let's just say, uh, teachers or uh, they have their own businesses. So they're able to enjoy the fact that they can have the family come to BC two, three, four, five months in this pre and post summer. Yes. And then throughout the winter. But what's happening is we're not... We're not promoting interprovincial spending or support, or so you look at someone that owns a home for maybe now assessed at 1.5 million that they bought for I don't know say 700 back sure. in the day, and they didn't buy it to flip it. Yeah, they bought it to enjoy it. So that is not speculation to me. No. So now they spend money on a landscaper, a pool person, uh, insurance uh, repairs. Yeah to and from uh, down at the restaurants. Well, unfortunately, everyone's getting up in arms from Alberta and beyond. They're saying they've had enough of BC because it's just not right. So, so it's not good. Hopefully no. we'll get a decision, an outcome that's going to actually benefit everyone. Yes. Um, I could see that if they did a speculation tax and it was that exactly, where people that were outside of Canada looking to speculate on our industry anywhere yes. in the market, real estate market, anywhere in Canada then that's a different story. Right. So do you think um, in what you've heard and, and, you know, I, I appreciate the fact that, uh, you know, if the government did work prematurely on this, but to, to get it out, that they are going to work on adjusting it and fixing it. That doesn't really help us in the short term, but have you heard any of the rumblings as to what they might be changing? Is it going to go a little bit closer to what you're talking about or have they, are they just basically saying, well, maybe we're a little premature on this. We need to go back to the drawing board. They haven't said yet. They're looking at rewriting it again, because they've said that, uh, BC residents will get a tax break on this. What does that mean? Do right. We pay 2%, we get a break, so now we're still liable. Yes. And uh, again, uh, we've heard people that bought from Calgary that they bought for 1.2, now it's worth 1.1. So they're actually in the hole, and they're saying, well, how is that speculation? Yeah, do we get a write-off for that? That's right. So it's frustrating because, again, what that does, it creates a... A what if in the market and a hold in the market because people, like anything, you don't buy something until you understand everything. Yes. When someone puts a, a what if or a speculation or something in there, holds off until everyone gets everything clear. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. But market's still busy. No kidding. Yeah. So uh, what's the major difference, in your opinion, from Vancouver to Kelowna? What is, is there, are there any major differences in the market as you see it? Ways that you deal with uh, what clients are looking for, that, that, that kind of a thing. Is there, what's the major difference? Uh, I think in Kelowna, um, we were smaller 10 years ago, let's say, but we are seeing uh, more families come. So back then, we would see more people come from other parts of Canada or the world to retire. Uh, we didn't really have the, the infrastructure to support young families, let's say. But now we're, we're building actually more townhomes, more condos for price point affordability. We're starting to see downtown get a little more revived and we're vibrant. Densif densifying as well, yeah. yeah. I mean, this, the city was all about pushing people out. Now they're realizing, well, what that does is it creates more cars on the road, creates less uh, people downtown. Now they're trying to do the opposite. But what's happened is create pods, Kettle Valley, Wilden, Gallagher's, all that stuff where they've already been created and established. Um, but we are seeing that we're a, a haven for a place to come and actually get a job. And with the, sec uh, the tech sector, 
um, lawyers, dentists, you know, they're all seeing the hospital. Uh, we're seeing that this is a place where you can come have a decent job, own a home and raise a family. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's been that's why this speculation thing is killing us because there are people that want to transition here. Yes. I had a gentleman call me from uh, Winnipeg. They want to buy something now and move and retire here in eight years. Well, if they bought something for 500000 they didn't meet the regulations, that was $10,000 a year in tax. Extra. Oh, man. If it didn't go up. That's it would a big be more. Swing. That's a huge yeah. swing. So, you know, now if you had long-term lease, but we don't know what that qualifies yet, what long-term is. So anyways, that's... There's a lot of questions yeah, out we're there We're speculating still. the speculation tax. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> How does all of this affect first-time homebuyers? Uh, well, it doesn't other than what happens with the market. So we've heard rumblings that, you know, some realtors are getting calls from all their Alberta uh, homeowners saying, we're done with BC, putting everything on the market. Well, of course, supply and demand, but what price point is that? Yes. Right. Where we work with a lot of developers still. So we have just for our team alone, we have nine new developments coming up. And talk about your team real quick. Let's 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 go through that right now. Do you have a, give us a plug for uh, for what team you have and, and how they're doing yeah. and all that? And then we can go back to, okay. to yeah, what they're working great. in right now. Uh, Nairos and Associates. Yes. So we have a total of ten of us. Uh, Karen Mustard, Jennifer Williamson, Darren Nairos, uh, Justin Gaspari. Danny Darren Nairos. Wait a second. What yeah. do we got going on nepotism. here? Nepotism. A little nepotism. <laughs> your kid. Nope, my brother. Brother. Yeah, Very he cool. was a mortgage broker and in business finance and. Uh, like everyone, they want to get to Kelowna, so we were able to help that, and okay. he's actually very successful. I interrupted. Who's the rest of the team? Um, uh, let's see here. Caitlin Meisner, yep. uh, Jody Jones, and then, of course, we have uh, a couple support staff. Under the Caldwell uh, uh, Yeah, we're under Cobalt Banker Horizon Realty. Okay. Uh, I got here 10 years ago in 2008, like I mentioned, right, right at the peak. Yep. But you know what? That was probably the best thing for me because in real estate— uh, when the market's hot, we call it you can trip over a sale because there's things are just happening so quickly. But in a tougher market, you have to shine. You have to be. You have to get up and go to work every day. And a lot of developers that we worked for, they they had to get their products sold. And a lot of uh, homeowners that needed to sell their home, you know, you had to buckle down and understand how to sell it, how to negotiate. So that created a platform for us, and we've been top. Two, three in Canada ever since for a Cobalt Banker. Wow! In Canada, we're actually top twenty-six in North America this last year. That's fantastic. Does yeah. does Coldwell do uh, recognition for things like that? Like, they do. do you, yeah. what, what kind of recognition do they give you for that within uh, the company? That's really cool. A plaque. You get a plaque. <laughs> yeah. No party yeah. thrown for you. Uh, no, we do a, a like an office party. Yep. But I will say, just while we're on these award things, uh, Cobalt Banker has what's called the ultimate service. So that is a survey sent to all clients that you've dealt with and we are we are Nairos and Associates got number one for ultimate service for 2017 in all of Canada oh there you go so it's one thing how many we've sold but it's better that everyone actually enjoyed working with us and that's the part where when the market isn't as frenzied as it might be right now where that service that you're talking about really shines through because at the end of the day no matter if the market's up or down people are always coming and going in Kelowna that's right that's happening like crazy and uh, um, are you seeing a lot of baby boomers starting to downsize now? Are you seeing that? Is that a trend that's happening yet? We've been hearing that that's going to happen, but I don't know if that's been a, a major thing. It is. You know, so if you look at, let's say, uh, 
lifetime Kelowna residents, they have a little bit more time, a harder time leaving their home. Right? They've been in a home for 40 years, some my of them. Parents. My parents have been in the same home I grew born up in. Born and raised I was, here. I'm born and raised here. Yeah. I was born in 76. In 79, I was in that house, and my parents were still there. Yeah, and so we're seeing that they only know of a single-family home, and they don't know what selling and moving is. Yeah. But we're seeing people that are coming from out of province, or we are starting to see the people that have maybe 10, 15, 20 years that have lived here are ready to downsize. And that's where some of these high rises are coming in because they're SOPA and a few others that are central. So now they can kind of have the one level living, don't have to have the maintenance, still have something nice and stay in Kelowna. No, so, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Colin, you're born and raised here in Kelowna. Your uh, mom's still here. No, my mom, actually my mom moved to Surrey. She, okay. Five years ago. She's actually moving back. She Is she? Kelowna. It's a more social right. town in Surrey. Okay, so she's moving back at that point. And that's that transitioning. Our parents are in that place where, um, and I don't know if she'll transition back into a house or if that if she'll go into what, what, what Darcy's talking about. It's oh, very, townhouse she'll be the mm-hmm. townhouse. Yeah, my parents, I don't know what it would take to get them into a townhouse too, because you're right, they're not necessarily used to that, right? Yeah, and they have a lot of storage probably. Uh, absolutely, yeah. they do. They, yeah, they're, I mean, they're, the lot that they're on, I think, is, is almost half of an acre. And, and, and yeah, they got a lot of room to... To spread out yeah. dad's utility trailer and his, and his fishing boat and his, and his canoe and all that sort of stuff around there. And, and, and uh, my wife and I live in a townhouse. And I, for that alone, it would be a challenge for my parents. Mm-hmm. So I guess really a big part of what you do is try and sit down with a prospective client and discern what it is that they're looking for. Is that, is that one of the big parts of the job for you? You know, understanding their wants and needs. A uh, wants versus needs can make a difference because we all want a lot, but what we need versus also price. Um, The nice thing, because we do a lot of what we call resale real estate, but because we also do do new, uh, we can also discuss with you what we have coming on the horizon. Say for example, these nine new communities coming. We we deal with some of these for a year in advance. So we design the, the community with the developer to kind of meet the demands of the current buyers. Right. So what that does, it allows us to open up saying, what well, sounds like you want this, but this, we're going to give you a hybrid, like the one we have on Neptune coming, which is detached Bearland strata homes. Okay. 1,200 to 1,400 square feet. Yep. But they're not attached. They're not condos. And the price point is going to work. So if you're like Colin, who's got, uh, how many babies you got? Two right now. Two uh, dogs, dogs. fur babies, babies. right? Um, You know, I I look at uh, what my stepson is going through right now. They're looking for a place right now, but they have two dogs. And, you know, their their price point is, let's face it, probably an apartment or a condo. But the two dogs are so dear to them. They don't want to let that go that they would be perfect for something like that. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, okay. And, you know, the the real estate community, actually, uh, I would say in Kelowna is amazing. You know, we're all in competition, but we're all working together. Uh, we have networks where we're looking at helping each other when we know things are coming to market because sometimes it's tough to get something that quick because there's an offer on it already. So we're trying to help each other out to make sure we can inform our buyers. And it helps the seller as well because more people informed about that new listing coming, they'll get more offers or at least more qualified offers. But also, too, we're looking at... Uh, understanding which communities, which are called strata, will have two dogs or two cats. 
because that is a killer. You find something you like, you find out one dog or one cat. Mm -hmm. And that's what's called a standard bylaw. So if they change them, that's good for us all to know. Mm -hmm. And if you do have two pets, because in in condos, it's a lot tougher because it's the hallways and the elevators that kind of help create that, minimize restrictions. Where townhomes, usually they're a little bit more open, Yep. but they can be changed by majority vote. So we're always updating those. Is that cooperation between realtors in Kelowna, is that... Does that differ between places like Vancouver? Is it a little, more, a little bit more competitive? Um, yes. Uh, I think here, I think in Vancouver, because there's a lot more overseas buyers, there's different um, uh, groups of real estate agents working in different... I mean, there's there's agents that are actually selling overseas strictly. Um, and again, we have a lot of agents in Vancouver that literally just sell new homes, which work with us. Right. Uh, but here, because we have a combination of both, we kind of need to work with everything because it's just the product out there. You know, I really like that. And, and at the end of the day, um, I'm a capitalist. I love I love the capitalist model and, and whatnot. It, it, of course, has its flaws. But the one thing about what you just said that I think it makes it right is at the end of the day, I mean, clearly you guys are busting it. You're working hard. You're ambitious. And I want to get into kind of your your, your business um, strategy and influences here in a second. But but before we get to that, I love the idea that you're busting it. You're trying out there to, 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 to build the biggest, best business that you can. But at the same time, you got to work with your competitors because many times, you know, the, 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 the com- competing uh, brokerage or agency might be the seller of the home that is perfect for that client that you're looking for to find something for, right? So you have to have a pretty good working relationship with your competitors while you're still busting it, trying to compete and trying to succeed. Right. There is not a lot of businesses that are like that. Well, and I think too is uh, I'm hoping that many that I deal with are going to be in it tomorrow. And if that's the case, I mean, you know, we want these contracts to be tight, right? So that both parties, it goes right to the end and completes on it. And, uh, you know, I mean... People make mistakes, but if we're helping each other to make sure that the I's are dotted, T's are crossed, you know what? It's going to be a, a more professional industry, which is what we all want. And I think uh, the education that we take on a monthly, yearly basis, again, we all talk about issues or concerns or speculation tax, and we all work together to try to make sure that in the end, the buyers and sellers are the ones that really benefit from it. That makes a lot of sense. What got you into real estate to begin with? Like you're very passionate oh. about it. You're knowledgeable. You're experienced with it. You're you're running an award-winning team. What got you into the business in the first place? You know what? The story is crazy. I, I love a crazy story. Uh, yeah. It's good for ratings. Yeah. It's good for That's ratings. Right. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So uh, I started waitering, bartending. And uh, when I waited at one restaurant in Vancouver, I always made a point of making sure I understood who my clients were and made sure I got to know their names. And if I ever saw them back in the restaurant, I'd make sure I went and said hi. Can you name drop the restaurant? What restaurant were you at? This was Lone Star Cafe back in the day. Lone Star Cafe. Not around it. What's it now? Do you know? Oh, uh, Bubble Tea. Oh, it's a bubble. <laughs> it is, honestly. I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> I kid you not. Uh, but it was Where a, was it? Where was it? In, in Burnaby. Burnaby. Give us some in Burnaby. It was in Burnaby. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So it was a um, uh, Texas-style steak, right? And we had to do some crazy stuff. But so this one family, uh, husband and wife, Marshall and Trudy, and their daughter, Carolyn, would always come. And uh, I always made a point if they're in my section or not to go and say hi. And then they started sitting in my section. And then one day he said, uh, I want you to come to Hawaii with us. Well, oh, that opens your everything right ran there. through my mind right there, right? Yeah, no kidding. Huh? That's, uh, a, that's an open-ended offer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I phoned my mom. To, I was 
I think I was 20 at the time or 20. And my mom was, everything's running through her head. So I went for dinner to their place that week. And he's like, listen, I, I'm, a, I'm a managing broker of a real estate uh, company. And I think you'd be great in real estate. But back in, I think that was 92. Okay. Uh, you had to get sponsored. So it was quite different back then. You couldn't have a second job. You had to be sponsored. Uh, you weren't a sole proprietor back then. You were part of the, the, the brokerage. So that's when I started to think about it and uh, took the course. And then he said, well, okay, do you have a year's worth of savings? I said, I am not that old enough mm. to be that smart. So then I thought, well, I might as well learn the industry on the other side. So I worked for a cabinet company, a countertop company. So I started learning oh. kind of the industry on the other way. And uh, so that was great. And uh, so I learned a lot there. And then That's handy. That's experience yeah. that you take now every time you look at a house. Absolutely. I mean, that's, it was wow. huge. Okay. Yeah. And um, that separates you. Good job. Yeah. And then I had a uh, brother pass away. So I took a year and traveled, which was great for getting away. But I came back and I was saying, you know what? I'm getting into real estate. But real estate, you don't get paid, right? You, they mm-hmm. throw you in. They say, all right, good luck. And if you sold something the first day, it could be six, eight, 12 weeks before you get paid. So Marshall, again, you know, a uh, great mentor, he said, uh, get into new home sales because at least if you start as a host or a coordinator, you learn, but you get paid. So uh, at $10 an hour, sure, I was a host. But you know what? It was the best thing I ever did. I got to understand the real estate. I got to enjoy it. And from there, I worked with Polygon as a realtor. And in new home sales, you actually learn how to sell and show the features because you can't leave. Like, we can't rebuild it. We can't tear it down. We can't. That is it. What's the best part about those? And sell those features. So that allowed us to understand how to sell. And, uh, and then I got headhunted with the Vancouver Sun and Province mm-hmm. to run their real estate section and to help them uh, oh, wow. improve on that. So went over there and op- uh, helped them create a vertical magazine, their first that they ever did. And uh, then Polygon called me. They were one of my clients, called me for a meeting and said, we want you back. We want you as VP of sales. So I jumped back in there, had 35 salespeople underneath me. We did about 12, 1,300 homes a year. Whoa. Then I moved here. That's, That's a huge. Story. Yeah. I'm just curious, though, how is Hawaii? <laughs> That's all I've been thinking about. Hawaii? A trip to Hawaii. Oh, to Australia. Oh, Australia. Oh, I thought yeah, Marshall yeah. said you wanted to go to Hawaii with him. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. You know what? That was good. We actually <laughs> okay. went for 17 days, which I had never taken that time off in my life until I went there. We went for went to Waikiki. I think that was my first. That might have been one of my first trips ever. Real trips. Well, yeah. young and, yeah. yeah. The, the and you know what? mind, right? It's like, you. Yeah. It's like my second parents. Wow. They are phenomenal. And yeah. still to this day? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. what are some of the things that Marshall has uh, has instilled in you that you would kind of give to our audience? What are some, What are some? and it doesn't have to necessarily be about real estate, but what are some life lessons or some some things that that, that he and, and, and his group has taught you throughout the years? Uh, well, they are a huge family family, uh, right? And so are we. Like my, my brother, two brothers now live here. Um, I probably see them every day um my wife's family lives here we try to keep in touch with them we go camping so you know what we're we're big about you know what family and friends and clients and stuff that it's not just about the transaction um it's getting to know them a bit farther because what that does actually helps you find that home a little bit better or to maybe negotiate with a few different aspects a bit better 
and uh yeah just keeping in touch and um getting up every day because he he's uh he's older sure but he still works in real estate and he still does phenomenal but you know what it's because he loves his job and he still gets up every day well that's that that's that old chinese proverb the modern translation is if you monetize your passion you never work a day in your life and it sounds like that's him yeah absolutely is that you as well you know what i i could we kind of work seven days a week as a realtor I enjoy it, but also my wife has helped me understand that home life is important as well. Yep. So we blend it. Unfortunately, in real estate, you, you work while you're watching your daughter do cheerleading or gymnastics or son doing football, but it works and uh, people are okay. And that's what we tell people is people are okay that you actually have a life and, and a family. And yes. a lot of them actually want to hear about it. Sure. So, yeah. They expect that. They, they, they expect that the person that they're doing business with also would have the same sort of values and ideals that they have. Yeah, or likes, yeah. And so they understand that. Absolutely. Yeah. Very cool, very cool. Uh, what about uh, influences in business? Are they any, any uh, I always I always love to pick the brains of other business people as they come in here. Um, any books, uh, you know, business uh, gurus or anything like that that you follow? Is there anything that you, or is it mostly real estate is your passion and so you yeah. kind of studied within that yeah. field? You know, it, uh, uh I like to talk, I work a lot with developers, so I really interact and I, I, we talk regularly to all the developers that I've worked with, a lot of Vancouver, Bob Rennie, a uh, great friend of mine. Um, I met him because I was getting in the business. We would go and host, be the bartender for the party so that I would get to know the realtors. And phenomenal man, uh, kind of gave me what he did to succeed. Uh, Ralph Archibald, Mike Boza, Daryl Simpson, you know, it's great because you know they still have a life, but they also tell you what uh, what to watch for or what to do or, or what they've seen. And uh, and you know what, I, honestly, my wife too. She's a yoga instructor. Um, she makes sure the kids are great. Uh, she works hard at the KGH Foundation as communications. Awesome. And um, she's very uh, into charity, um, helping out others, which has really helped me to uh, do that as well. So. Well, we know a little bit about that too, don't we? We sure do. Yoga instructor, that's interesting. I actually work at a YMCA. Oh. Lots of yoga classes there, so that's fantastic. Yeah, I should do more, but... Uh, I'm terrible at yoga. No. It's one of those things that I'm bad at. I you're a pro wrestler it. and you're terrible at yoga. I'm terrible at yoga. I huh. never do it because I don't want to be bad at things. I've seen you flip and do these crazy moves and things like that. I would think you'd be a natural at Can't that. Do downward dog. <laughs> Can't figure it out. Can't keep my back straight. Do you have a yoga studio in your home? We do. Yeah? We do. Do you darken uh, its door ever, or is it mostly uh, your wife and her uh, and her clientele? Well, you know, so we just built a house, just moved in last April, and uh, she wasn't using it for the winter, and um, so when she wasn't really looking, we moved our ping pong table from the garage. Oh, boy. So she said, this is temporary. <laughs> so it's a man cave right now. But it's actually above ground, but we call it a man cave. So, <laughs> outstanding. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what type of yoga she specializes in? Uh, she works at Orange yoga? Fitness. Oh, and uh, that's about all I know. Oh. <laughs> okay, there we go. Yeah, yeah. It's tough. She does core. So Power I. Yoga. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, so she does the higher level yeah. yoga stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And she she does uh, she has a company called Okanagan Yoga Retreats. So okay. she does it at Predator Ridge, and she has about I think ten retreats a year now. That would be a great spot for it. Oh yeah, it, it, my wife and I are going to Sparkling Hill next week, and I just or the week after. I cannot wait. Like I love the energy up there. It's a great, great spot. Yeah, she she gets people from the states and and all east. 
Oh, wow. So, yeah, it's good. As we close this up here, uh, Darcy, what are some, you know, here we are in 2018. We're still near the, you know, the, the, the front end of it. Um, what do you see for the city of Kelowna? Like, what are there some developments? You talk about these new developments that are coming in, and we are, we're always talking about this. You know, we hear about the One Water Street and some of these yeah. these big things that are coming in. What are some of the new developments that are happening in this city here or in this region that you're excited about? Uh, okay, so first off, uh, for new developments, what we always say is if somebody's looking to invest, uh, people always say, is it worth investing? We always say if you're looking to invest long term, there's never a bad time to buy real estate. Now, mm-hmm. when you have to sell is a different story, depending sure. on your, your lifestyle change. And so if it's your primary residence, you're paying rent or whatever, great, great purchase. Uh, if you're looking to flip in weeks and months, we always say, you know what, that, that's, that's risky. So if you're high risk, great. Sure. Uh, if you're looking to buy something and assign it, we call those pre-sale resales, which you're trying to assign it before you even close, which doesn't cost you. Mm-hmm. You, you got to think twice. So these are speculators. These are people who are yeah. doing and that. It, okay. And they could be me, you, anybody. Sure. And that's where we say you just you just got to think about it. And that's where we learned at Polygon is we sold one home to one person mm-hmm. because then we knew that you're, you're, you're qualified. But if somebody bought 10, we know, A, that in seven days they're going to cancel six of them or they're purely speculation. Sure. And that could change the whole real estate market in like one Water Street, it doesn't close for three years. Yes. So everyone's happy right now. Sure. Um, but what we like to look at is we have uh, townhomes, which is a usually a seven to nine month cycle. Mm-hmm. So people that are looking to move into those, they're looking to either move up or move down. So they know what's happening, hopefully within the next seven to 12 months. Mm-hmm. Uh, condos are 12 to 14 months. That's usually within reason of people being able to forecast what they're doing. Uh, high rises. You just have to be able to say, am I going to sell my home now, rent to buy, or am I going to risk holding on to the home I currently have and then sell it when I get to that time? Again, if the market's up, you're laughing because you bought low and you're selling your other home at high. But if the market changes a bit, there is a risk. But uh, we have some great communities coming out. We have two in Lake Country. We have uh, two in uh, Black Mountain. Oh, nice. Uh, we have it's a my great stomping grounds. That's where my parents still are. Yeah, I grew up in Black Mountain. Yeah, it's, uh, it's beautiful got a, up there. Yeah, two. That's a detached one. The little guys. Oh, that's what you're talking Neptune, about. Neptune, and really? then one on Black Mountain Golf Course. Yeah. Well, heavens, uh, those detached ones. That's actually that's something that uh, I'd like to talk to you about. I I, I hadn't even. Uh, it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense for people in this valley who who want a bit of a yard, but to have something like that, it's almost like the old school rancher style house. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And. and We've seen it, and we see it up. I live in Kettle Valley. We see the homes in 2008. They're like, if we build them bigger, we'll sell them for more. Sure. But, you know, when the market changes and people say, well, again, my wants versus needs, well, I only need this right now. So we're trying to build things where, sure, you can have a little bit of wants where we're putting in fenced yards because we know that that is a need and a want because of little kids or pets. Um, We have a Lakeview condos coming on the west side. Um you know what there there are a lot of stuff the big thing is though if you're buying new you need a realtor that understands disclosures developers completion dates because those completion dates can run nine months yeah you got to be protected yeah, you yeah. got to be protected and yeah. you got to understand these time frames and how uh slippery they can be sometimes yes. and the ramifications of those slippery time frames that's right very important yeah yeah, so I was just wondering, do you have any advice for any young real estate agents kind of up and coming that are just getting started? What would be a couple pieces of advice you would have for them? 
Uh, whenever we hire people on, we ask them to shadow us. So and again, you don't get paid, but you learn. Uh, we have them shadow our admin people because if, if you've got a great personality and you have a knack for selling, well, that's fine. We don't have to teach you that, but it's all the other stuff. It's the legal stuff. It's the paperwork, um, just the central lock systems, all that kind of stuff that like when I used to waiter, if I knew the menu inside and out, I didn't have to worry about that. I could deal with the, the clients and have fun because I didn't have to worry about X, Y, and Z. If you can understand the back end, which we make sure that we get people on the, the system, on matrix system, we teach them that. We teach them how to do the, the paperwork properly, all of our um, checklists. So when they learn that, then they don't have to be thinking every second about that when they can actually focus with the client and then do what they do best, hopefully, which is negotiate and uh, service their customers. It adds a little bit more professionalism to it as well. Yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely. And and so uh, to kind of close this out here, you guys are basically a one-stop shop. Like people can come in not knowing really anything about anything other than they want to buy their, their house, whether it's their first one or their next one. And you, you've got financing your brother's a mortgage broker. Is he still doing that? Well, or is that... Yeah. So as a, as a realtor, you should understand uh, financing, but we do have, um, we have a broker that we refer, a banker that we refer um, we talk about pitfalls of both or advantages of both. Uh, we also have a property manager on our team. So that if oh, you wow. are looking to buy and maybe not move in right away, we help you get uh, a tenant. Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's been great. Well, that's awesome. And, and, and for people out there who want to maybe look at that, uh, tell us how they can get in touch with you and, uh, and, and let's close this up. Let's talk about where you guys are located. And, 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 uh, it sounds like all the services you've said, it sounds like one-stop shop. Anybody can just come and you guys have all the amenities that they need to get them into, uh, their next home or sell their current home or help them buy their, uh, their, their second home or their, you know, how do we, how do we get a hold of you? And do you have social media, all that stuff? Absolutely. We have, uh, well, my phone number two five zero five seven five one nine four six. Email Darcy D A R C Y at Kelowna Real Estate Pros dot com. Uh, website Kelowna Real Estate Pros dot com. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're huge on that. Uh, but you know what? We always love a call get to talk in person so yeah that's fantastic well it's been it's been awesome to talk to you a little bit about the uh the nuts and potatoes of what's going on in Kelowna here this this year it is a very unique real estate market um it's exciting to see some of these changes I hope you can come back on the podcast and we can talk about this maybe a year from now where we can see where Kelowna's at at this uh, at next year and the new uh adventures and chapters that uh, that await us thank you very much for taking time thank out you. of your day to yeah, be I here appreciate it. yeah, yeah thank I you really appreciate it thank you so much thanks yeah. awesome Darcy Nyros, everybody. Thank you so much. For Nowcast Kelowna, I am Mike Chisholm. And I am the Kelowna Kid, Colin Cutler. Thanks very much, and we'll talk to you next time. Cheers. That was another episode of Chisholm and the Kid. Keep your eyes peeled on KelownaNow.com for the next one.